And now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency and certified professional photographer and official photographer of the Phoenix Open, Everardo Kimi, share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready? Set. Listen. Morning. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. How's it been? Uh, good. How about you? It's, it's a- been great. It's been really great. I always think of like the happy banana that does the Friday dance, and I want to see that for Tuesday. That's good. So did you see my uh, Facebook page? My son dressed up as a banana one year, and my other son was the gorilla. Ooh, I like so, that. Yeah. Wait, what were you then? I was a witch, obviously. A devil witch or something. Yeah, how did I that coordinate? I, it's, you know, you always need a banana and a gorilla. Okay. Yeah. I feel like the witch is like the standard costume that most women go to, right? Yeah, but it's a devil witch. Okay. So at least, you, at least you put a tiny spin on it. I did. Do you dress up for Halloween? Uh, every once in a while. Well, here's what happens. Like last year specifically, I was like, I do not want to dress up. I don't want to go to a party. I'm feeling a little antisocial this year. Um, and so very last minute I get roped into going to a party. I'm like, oh, frick, fine. <laughs> I'll go. So I went to Ace Hardware. Got a bunch of paint chips, put them on a string, put on my gray suit, went to the party. And then I'm, so I'm that, I'm that guy where people come into the party and they're like, 50 shades. What are you? Did I get it? Right. Yeah. Uh. So half the people looked at me like, what are you? And then the other half were like, oh, hey, Christian, how are you? Like, uh. hey, Mr. Gray. Like, you know, <laughs> Mr. like Gray. they get it. So I'm uh. that guy. The best costume ever though that I've ever had my whole entire life was Jack in the Box. So my brother-in-law is a commercial property, like a uh, maintenance man. Yes. And, uh. He found this gigantic, I can't show this on the air, obviously, but like people in the studio can see, like it was just a gigantic, like white dome that they put on top of like streetlights, right? Yeah. And he brings it home to me and he goes, I know you can do something with it. Have fun. Like this was like in March. That's cool. So it's sitting around and then I was looking at it one day, saw a TV commercial for Jack. And I'm like, all right, I got my Halloween figured out. Put that thing on, went to the party in downtown Phoenix. Um, a friend of mine had a convertible. We went through all the Jack in the Boxes on the way. I got... I don't know how much free food, like wow. ridiculous amounts of free food. Um, you get to the party and there was another guy with another Jack in the Box costume, except his little head that he had <laughs> on was like tiny. Like mine was like a three foot diameter globe. Like, on, excuse on my, me, yeah. I'm coming through. And so like you could see me coming across anywhere in that place mm-hmm. because between the white head and then the little pointy yellow hat on top, like you could see me from a mile away. So I walked up behind him, tapped him on the shoulder, and that, and that didn't help that I'm 6'2", and this guy was probably all of five, five and a half. So he had to turn around, then look up at me, and he takes off the hat, and he's like, damn you it. <laughs> you won. So this year, um, Red and I, have already fi- we've already picked our costume. Uh, it's going to be very uh, apropos for both of us. Uh, wine snobs? No, 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 oh, no, no. Darn it. Um, you'll, I guess we'll have to wait and see what oh, happens with the Halloween the suspense. show. Yeah. Yeah, I usually don't know till last minute. Like last year I went, um, I was a big fan of Once Upon a Time. So I went as the evil queen. Ooh. And that was really cool. So I had an apple and one of my friends was like this space hot babe, which was really cool. And uh, we had a blast. We went down to Phoenix and just had 
fun. I mean, just love like the creativity that comes out on that day. Well, unless you know where you're going, right? Yeah. And then as a kid growing up here, we always had two Halloween costumes. We had the hot weather costume and the cold weather costume. Because yeah. you never knew. Like Halloween could be freaking hot. And you don't want to be wearing like the rubber mask on your head and walking Dying. around in, like a gorilla suit. So, or like face paint would just melt off of you, right? And so you had two costumes as a kid. Or now as an adult, it's like, well, what party am I going to? What group of people am I hanging out? Like, like the girls always say that, like, well, can I be the slutty witch? Mm. Or if I'm going to a different party with different friends, I should be the conservative witch, mm. right? So I guess it just kind of depends on where you go. Let's see. Now I'm curious. I'm going to call Red, see if she'll tell me. I At least some hints. No hints? She'll tell you because she, oh, I know. she I hates her. surprises. <laughs> She hates holding secrets and stuff really? like that. Oh, yeah. She'll just blurt it out. She oh, hates my secrets. God. So last week she was on the show. And after the show, we were actually talking and we were having a conversation. She actually made friends with one of our guests, Marina. Yep. And um, she she exchanged numbers. And I um, we ended up talking about some cr- crazy story. She ended up calling her. So the whole conversation was actually put on Red's phone. And I'm like, seriously? We just met her, you know, she just did the, and like, she knows now all our secrets. Well, she told me about that. She's like, I got butt dialed. And she's like, why did I get a voicemail from them 30 seconds after I just left them? And then she's listening to you. She's like, oh, it's a butt dial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With a very long, interesting message. It was, it was really interesting. So yeah, we she's go good for that. that. Yeah. So now we're bonded for life. Well, good. I'm glad to hear that. She's in the secret zone. <laughs> so but okay. So today we have some amazing guests. Um, one of my great, great friends, Aaron, um, he is in um, mortgage. We actually met while we were doing some book club, or I don't know if it's really a book club, but we're actually starting a book club. But we actually um, did some fun classes together. We did some pro- productivity stuff, and he said yes to coming on the show today and actually giving us some examples of leadership in the industry on people that he's met and how it's made a difference in the homes that they're now in. And actually, one of the stories was really impactful. I was really impressed. We actually started talking about it in the elevator. So I'm hoping he'll share some of that. And we also have two amazing guests in the medical field. And I had not heard of, uh, is it Ethos? Ethos. It is. is. I want to make sure I say it right. Um, Before you sent over the information, and I actually got to see a little bit of that and even realized that you're close to homes for me. So um, welcome to the show. And, okay, so Dr. Alex, and you said you started the practice two years ago? Yeah, so we started Ethos in 2015. Prior to that, we were renting space from other doctors, but that's when we collaborated and made our own practice. And what made you come together? I know Dr. Matt is not, well, he's available to talk. So um, what made you come together? Um, So we had actually always worked together in our other practice, and we have a very similar mindset when it comes to patient care and business. So it just kind of made sense. Um, for the two of us to, to partner up and to be, to be one entity. So it's not usually the, like everyone wants to be an entrepreneur. No, not always. There are definitely people in the medical field that do not want to be entrepreneurs at all. Um, you have to have a specific mindset, I think, and you have to love business because pr- practicing and growing a business are two totally, totally different things with totally different objectives and so you kind of have to love both of those to be able to meld them into something that's special to you. So what made that like a decision for you? Like, was it something that you've always known you wanted to be in business or you had family that was in business? What was the example that actually led to that choice? Um, so I kind of think I've always known. I actually had an 
aunt um, who passed away a few years ago, but she owned a very, very big spa in Canada where I grew up. And so I always saw her in her entrepreneurial world and I, I always loved it. Like I, she inspired me. And so owning a business was something that I always wanted to do. Um, and even now to this day, like when we have students come in, we have a lot of students come in and shadow us in our office and we'll tell them we love business. We love patient care, but we also love business. Um, and so that's really important to us. So are both of you very involved as far as the business goes or is one of them or does anyone like go a little bit further with the business side? Like who's good with the numbers? So both of us are very involved. We have different strengths. So my strength is like big picture kind of stuff. So big picture, marketing, finances, all that stuff. Like if somebody's going to drive our business in a specific direction, that's me. But he is way better at the small details. So um, managing staff, making sure that there's systems in place so that everything is the same. I am terrible at stuff like that. Um, it's just not like I get bored really fast and it just doesn't work for me. And he's great at that. One thing I really love about these two, though, so I was just in the office with them, uh, I guess, a month ago. And they were talking about this workshop that they went to that was talking about communicating. And so this kind of goes into leadership, right, of how do you communicate with everybody, right? Because communication is such a huge thing when it comes to leading people, right? They need to fully understand what you're saying to them and what they're saying back and vice versa and how you speak to your business partners and your, your associates, your friends, your lovers, everyone like that because communication is such a big thing. And so there's this big thing about, and this is something that it was interesting to see that they had didn't learn this about this of each other for a while was that they go into this scene and the instructor's at the front of the room. She's like, all right, I'm going to describe a scene for you and I want you to picture it, you know? So sit there, cross your legs, close your eyes. They're I'm gonna smiling. Describe. Yeah. And so they're <laughs> like, okay, well, you know, picture a square frame, picture green grass down at the bottom, picture a blue sky, puffy clouds. The clouds look like cotton balls that are stretched. Like she's really being descriptive about this thing. And Matthew, Dr. Matt is like, oh, wow, I, I totally imagine this. This is, this is beautiful. This looks awesome. And Dr. Alex leans over. She goes, I don't know why the hell people do this crap. Like, no one can ever see anything. <laughs> wow. Yeah, this is 100% what I thought. So what we learned in this is that I am very auditory, like very, very auditory and a little bit kinesthetic. And he is very visual and kinesthetic. And so we communicate with each other kinesthetically because our communication styles are completely different. And that was a huge thing for me because when I'm explaining things to people, even my patients, I realized that sometimes they looked at me like, deer in headlights and that's because they're visual and they had no idea what I was talking about um so that was a big that was actually like a big realization for us so how does that come together for both of you now knowing that is that something you take on a little bit further now like do you bring in like the stencil and start drawing things yeah so <laughs> when we're when we're having meetings together um there's definitely uh some balance that has to take place so before I would go and um you know, have all these printouts or have a whiteboard and draw or, and write all these things that we're talking about. And for her, it was uh, a slow process in having to do all that extra stuff because she is an auditory person. And so uh, with her, it's more, I don't care about the details, give me the bullets. Whereas with me, it's, you know, give me the details on how to get to the big picture. And so when, when we have our meetings now, um, uh, we kind of have to tailor it to fit each other's needs and, and kind of balance that out a little bit more. So I have to make sure I don't explain a whole lot. You know, I, I only explain what she needs to know. And then she has to also be patient with me and, you know, and understand and that I have to explain some <laughs> stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But it was interesting hearing that story because, you know, they're separate doctors. They have their own clients. And because of confidentiality and all that kind of stuff, like, 
he does his consultations with his clients in her room and, and vice versa. And so they never see each other's presentation that they give to their clients. So they were given the example of it going over blood results. And, you know, Matthew will do that. He'll, he'll grab the whiteboard and he'll draw it out. And he, you know, and he won't just say your, your vitamin B level is an 80. Because to most people, like, well, is 80 good? Mm-hmm. Right? And so he'll actually draw, like, a line down and he'll put a, like, here's the plus side. Here's the bad side. Here's where you should be. Here's, here's where I want you to be. Here's how we're going to adjust this. And, and he'll really help visually people understand that. Alex, like, gives them the paper and she goes, you're an 80. You're good. Yeah. Good luck. This, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and so when they learn that about each other, they're like, okay, cool. This will okay, actually help okay. us more now because now we're like, now we fully understand how this works. But the bad part is, is it's still medical, right? So if, if Alex has one of those clients in there that wants to see the visual and wants to be all this, it's not like Matthew can go in there and like do it for her, mm-hmm. right? So they have to learn from each other how to now do this and now how to identify their clients as far as how do I actually speak to my clients so that they understand what's going on. Well, it's funny because it makes me think of Terrell from Frame the Message, Inc., where she brought the visual essence to presentations and does it at the same time. So there, there's actually a lot more visual people and connecting those two elements, like the audio, what's happening in the presentation to a visual presence of it helps the memory actually click in a little bit. So it's actually really, un- but it's funny because I think being able to communicate in all forms is really the, the end result. Well, and you, you think about it too, and like now they have staff and they have you know, people working in their office for them too. So again, being able to communicate the results to a client enough to the front office staff to re-explain to the client, like, okay, well, we need to see you back in two weeks and this is why. Or again, being able to explain to the client so that they know what their treatment is or what they have to work on for the next week, month, year, you know. Um, and so that really helps them both understand themselves, have a better picture of the, of the business and things like that. So. so Aaron, are you visual or more of the audio? I'm definitely a visual. Visual? Yeah. 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 So in the business that you're in, is that something that actually makes sense when you're I mean, you're working with numbers, you're working with, you know, how, you know, which form is going to work the best and. Yeah, well, you know, you lean on some of your strengths. So when I'm presenting loan options to people, I have uh, an Excel thing that I've put together that's very visual as far as this loan option versus that loan option. Um, It's line itemed. Again, a strength of mine is that organization. So they're able to see the difference of rate or the dollars, how that all impacts there's probably still also a little bit of discovery because I know there's a lot of forms and a lot of ways that it can, you know, produce the home of their dreams. So is there a lot of questions and a lot of discovery that goes on to your part and trying to find the right situation for them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, everybody's got their own situation for sure. So, you know, the idea is to draw that out and still you want to give options. So, you know, you don't want to impose your idea of what their situation is, but there's some defining things that are going to put them into a different column versus another column when it comes to loans. I'm sure honesty probably plays a big factor. Absolutely. Honesty. And, and again, being visual, you know, I talk about loans being like a cake. Every loan is going to have its own ingredients that make up that particular mm-hmm. thing. They're going to have certain staples that translate to all different loans. Well, and that's nice when it's visual too, because numbers don't lie, right? Like that's a funny old saying, but people actually kind of need to see the numbers like, okay, well, here's your down payment. Here's your interest rate. Here's your term. Here's your payment. Like it's hard to describe that emotionally. I think really, I mean, people will emotionalize it. I'm sure. Right. Like how much is it worth to pay that extra $200? You know, we can't afford it. It's out of our budget, but you know, in the long run, is that $200 really going to be worth it for me? For sure. For sure. And I, you know, I see a lot of uh, 
you know, mortgages are a very technical, just like any industry, they have their technical terms. And people that don't work with those technical terms on a daily basis are going to struggle with them until they've, until it's resonated. So being able to use something visual or something comparable to have that help resonate is where it really makes them, oh, okay, I get it. And they're not so concerned about a word, but more now, how does this loan impact, you know, my budget and how, how does that affect the purchase price I'm going to be looking for? Right. Do you, do you deal with a lot of people going through a lot of stress when it comes to buying a home? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, I think once you start talking about numbers and the honesty around it, it's like, okay, now you have to look at everything. Like, there really is, like, oh, a yeah. vulnerability piece to it. And for how sure, do you get through sure. that? Because I'm sure the stress would probably have to go look at, you know, Dr. Alex for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean, dealing with stuff like that, you know, you just be honest and, and you know, a little bit more matter-of-fact you know, you don't want to sugarcoat things. You don't want to tell people what they want to hear. I mean, it's more factual-based, and, and, you know, let them process that. And, and moving death and divorce are three of the most stressful things. Sure. Um, you know, and, and with moving, it is buying a home. So you just kind of focus on the end goals, the benefits of those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, things in life are going to be stressful, but, uh, you know, having that, support team around you having that professional that can help give you clear options that you then i mean i I feel it takes the stress out of it because now you have confidence in this person they're there giving you real facts and you're able to make that decision it's an empowering scenario are you able to disarm that stress pretty quickly i mean how long have you been doing this now i've only been doing it for three years so so. is there any you know like tactics or any ways of actually kind of talking to people that actually go, you know, you know, you're right. Here are all the papers, do what you need to do. And I won't bug you for the next month. Yeah. You know, I mean, we just talk about, you know, home purchase is not buying a candy bar. It's a big thing. So, but at the same point, there's some things about it that is common to everyday scenarios. You get a car loan Mm -hmm. quite a bit every five years, three years, whatever it is. Um, Buying a home isn't much different from that. But it's a huge commitment. It is. It That's is. a big word for people. You know, and it is, but people will go rent an apartment or rent a home for years. So mm-hmm. buying a house isn't much different than that scenario where you're living in a place for X amount of years mm-hmm. before you decide to expand the family and maybe upgrade the home. Or, And me being a numbers person, we talk about all those financial benefits of owning that house versus renting. I mean, you're paying yourself versus a landlord. Well, you mentioned that someone actually got all their money back, too, after they put it all up front. So that's, is that the common scenario when working with you? Obviously not. <laughs> I wish, I Come wish. Come on, I was hoping for a yes. America, America. <laughs> um, yeah, this particular person was able to take advantage of a few different things. So they were able to take uh, advantage of a down payment assistance, which helped the bucket of down payment. They were also able to get some seller concessions, which are credits to help them with their closing costs, which is a different bucket. Um, there are some costs outside of actually just doing the loan. Mm-hmm. An appraisal and a home inspection are two of the major things. And there was enough of this credit, and the transaction worked out to such where they did. They got back everything that they upfronted and really closed the home um, with no money. America. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Well, I mean, moving into an apartment costs thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. So here it is. Now they own their own home. They're gaining equity. 
they get tax right off on the interest they're paying for their mortgage. Um, and it's just, it becomes a no-brainer. Mm-hmm. But it is that fear of commitment. Everyone's like, oh, 30-year mortgage. Um, most people aren't going to move into a home and live there for 30 years. So if you're living in an apartment for more than two years, you really should have owned. Yeah. Because if you sold for profit, it's tax-free. That's true. So just huge benefits. So is there um, time that people can actually just talk to you and just discover what's available for them and just do that at no cost? Absolutely. It's, okay. it's never a cost. You know, the only time you're even committed to an actual mortgage, it's all about pursuit of a mortgage. So you don't pay for a realtor. The seller pays for that. And talking to a, a lender, you know, it's just pursuit of. So it really helps give you a compass on being able to maybe purchase right now versus the stepping stones you may have to take and at least you're heading in the right direction. At least you know some of those correct steps. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, yeah, I mean, we, we pull credit. That's no cost. We're going to go over different options. That's no cost. And, you know, and what happens when credit is just not ideal? A couple different things. There's some small things we can do if you're close to, you know, getting over that fence. We can do uh, uh, a couple small things that typically are no cost. I'm not a credit repair person, mm-hmm. but I'm able to help with that. Um, or if there is quite a substantial thing. There are different agencies I've aligned with that, you know, I find very, very beneficial. They've done great results with customers and, and, you know, of course they're able to shop. So it's an open free market. But again, talking about that guidance, you know, here's where we're at. Here's where we need to go. There's going to be a few steps, one step, 10 steps, and just kind of lay that out. And then revisiting it, you know, uh, it's the important part. I mean, it is a big purchase, so you don't want to just Go out and buy the very first car you come across. Same thing with the house. You just don't want to grab a couple of dates first. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> get to know each other. So I'm going to ask for a little free advice while I can on the show then. Do it. Um, and, and I know and the situations are always going to vary and things like that. But I went through a divorce and I went through a short sale because of it. Right. And so now that was so many years ago. I'm still waiting for that to kind of like fall off. Clean Since up. then, I've tried to do everything I can to keep good credit, build good credit. But that's still on there. So is that automatically, dis- and I know a lot of other people in that same situation, either because of the bubble they had to short sale or just life changes with mine and stuff like that. But I, more and more I hear from people like, oh, well, I, I can't do it because I have that on there. Or I can't do it because um, I'm never going to get a loan again because I had a short sale. Or um, you know, I'm never going to uh, get a, a better rate because of that. But that stuff eventually does get cleared up, right? Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, those are people telling horror stories that then give you that fear. Um, you know, your short sale, there's a cool off period to getting a traditional style loan, but you know, mortgage brokers, similar to an insurance agency, you go to state farm, you're going to get a state farm rate. If you go to chase, you're just going to get chase's loan. Um, where if you go to an independent insurance agent, they're going to be able to shop many different options. It's the same thing with mortgages. So in that case, a traditional, you would have a cool off period. But there are other options that you could look at that could get you ready one day out of a short sale. So talking to a professional and knowing what the path is, is the important part. What's the best way to reach you if someone wants to sit down and just get some answers and figure uh, it out? Call me. Go to my website and email me. But, uh, Do you want to give your number out? Yeah. 480 it's a test. Yeah, the yeah seriously, test I'm on the get. pressure. How about this? Just my <laughs> cell phone. 480-228-1089. All right, you know that one. That's good. Yeah. All right, so if you have questions about um, the industry and want some true answers, Aaron's your guy. 
Um, we're actually going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about that stress and possibly some relief that the doctors can provide from us. I know one of my favorites is B12 shots. I don't know if it always gives me relief, but it definitely gives me a little boost. And maybe we can talk about if that's a beneficial thing before you buy a house. We'll be right back after the break. Take a walk on the fearless side with the adventures of Julie Jones. Step into your life with passion and power. Call and schedule a 30-minute call today and create the adventure you've been looking for. Adventures of Julie Jones is a life worth living. 480-570-7382. That's 480-570-7382. Looking for your next event photographer? Everardo Kimi Photography is here to help. Everardo is the official photographer of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, an event that hosts over 1 million people, so you can trust him with your event. You deserve a photographer that is professional, experienced, and skilled. You deserve Everardo Kimi Photography. Contact Everardo at everardokimi.com or 480-382-7226 to make your next event picture perfect. Ever get lost in conversation or tuned out during a boring presentation or meeting? Who hasn't? Frame the Message, Inc. is here to rid the world of tired and disengaged audiences and bring joy back into learning. In today's world, visuals are the hook that draws in learners, so why not use them to amplify your message? Engage and empower your audience to take action through the inspiring art of visuals. Frame the Message, Inc. provides live graphic recording services to help you ink your think. To find out how you can spruce up your next presentation, visit framethemessageinc.com. That's framethemessageinc.com. Are you ready for swimsuit season? Let's face it. We all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise. We have just the solution for you. Introducing the FDA-approved Ultra Shape Power for powerful fat burning. The Ultra Shape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction. The strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market. Painless. No downtime. And you can see the results in as little as two weeks. Call LifeScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noel, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.lifescapepremier.com to learn more. Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset. The place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect. With your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Everardo Kimi. Welcome back. 
are talking about powerful leadership, buying homes and going to see the doctor. So, all right. So we were talking about stress. And is that something that either you, Dr. Matt or Dr. Alex work with? Like, I love having stress. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah. So both of us, both of us work with that. So f- um, the way that we've kind of designed our practice is I focus mostly on women's health and then Dr. Matt focuses mostly on men's health. Um, and we treat the exact same way and everything like that. We just see a different population. Um, I would say stress and particularly low energy related to stress is the number one concern that walks in our office. Um, and so that's definitely something that we see. I, I see it a lot, especially in people who have gone through a lot of schooling, who've gone through a big life change, um, things like that, where, you know, they were powering through that change in their life. And then all of a sudden they came to the end of it and they realized, oh, I don't have very much left to give. Um, and so that walks in our door a lot. So is that something that you usually start off with diet or is it something that you start implementing supplements or is it something that you start doing some tests around? Because I know that um, I've had higher levels of stress um, really and, and looking at my diet actually played into it really well. So changing my diet, starting to work out again, it was almost like I saw the stress just lower almost immediately. Yeah. So I, for us, um, getting good labs is the number one most important step. Um, it is a huge, huge pet peeve of mine when people go to doctors and they don't know what they're treating. I want my patients to know what's going on. I want them to know what we're treating. And I know Dr. Matt feels the exact same way about that. Um, and so that's number one. Number one is getting good labs. So what's your cortisol doing? Um, could it be a thyroid concern? How are your hormones? All that stuff is, is important. And do you um, do that in office? Or is that- absolutely. Oh, yeah. great. That's yeah. convenient. Um, and then... Then after we get the labs, we come up with a plan. And so part of it is matching your plan to your person. So if you have somebody like a single mom with three kids who's working all day, going home, taking their kids to dance and soccer and this and that and the other thing, you have to be able to manage that dietary plan to go to that patient. Because if you give them a super idealistic plan, that's great. I mean, that's what they ideally should be doing, but they can't do that. And that's just going to add stress to their life. So you don't give them recipes that they get to cook at home between all that? Um, I mean, I've definitely done that for my patients depending on what they need. Sometimes they just need a little bit of a guideline, a little bit of a shift. And you take those small steps and then you take another small step and another small step. Um, And I have definitely seen, like you brought up exercise. So especially in women's medicine, and I know that this is very different in men, but especially in women's medicine, I've definitely seen patients where they're struggling with their energy and they're struggling with weight. And so they think, okay, I'm going to go and exercise. Like I'm going to go do some ridiculously hard exercise like six times a week and that's going to help me lose weight. And I've actually seen it be the opposite because what you're doing is you're giving your body more stress, you're raising your cortisol, and then your body's going to hold on to weight a lot a lot longer. Like it's going to be harder to lose. So it is about having that balance and being nice to your body, but also giving your body the things that it needs to actually be healthy. And I love that she mentioned that. And this is one of the big things I love about these two is they're about, like she said, we want to know what the the problem is first, right? So let's just look at that and then let's fix that as opposed to just making all these wild hair theories of, well, it could be this, it could be this. No, let's actually find out what the hell is going on and then fix that. But more importantly is let's actually make it work for that person right? Like they love to eat. I love to eat. So that was one thing that was like, okay, good. At least I know the doctor's like, okay, if, if I was eating pounds of bacon a day, I'm sure they would yell at me and say, don't do that. But they would never be the doctor says, okay, you have to stop cold Turkey. You, you cannot do that unless it was like a life threatening thing. Right. And so 
that was a big thing with Dr. Matt is that we could still talk about food. He's like, dude, you can still eat. You can still drink. You can still do these other things. Just also do this or minimize this or let's just improve this a little bit and see how that actually works for you and how your body reacts to it. I always had this bad impression or bad taste of like naturopathic medicine because I was always envisioning like the hippie sitting in a tent. I'm like, I don't want that kind of doctor. And then when you meet these two and they're like, oh, they're cool people to begin with, right? How did they're you just all real meet? people. We actually met through a networking group together that we were all in together. So we're hanging out with each other for a couple hours, one day a week. Um, and then because of that, you know, you're, you're spending more time and you develop these relationships, you develop these friendships through it. I mean, I still have friends in the group and I, have, I haven't been in the group in two years. Oh, wow. I'd like to go back, but my travel schedule just didn't allow. And that's, but that's how we got to meet. And still to this day, like Matt came over to my place and I taught him how to make homemade pasta. We are going to plan another dinner over to their place now and do, do these things. Like they're actually cool people. And so that gives you at least me. And I would imagine for many more other people is they see, and this kind of goes back to the leadership topic is they lead the life that they want you to leave as well for yourselves. Right? So they're not the doctor saying, and stiff little white coats telling you, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this, and here, take this pill. They're still traveling, enjoying life, and doing all these other things. And so they're leading the example for you. And so when you get to see that, at least for me, it was more like, okay, cool. Not only are they really good people, but I can actually see that they're doing the same thing too. So great. Now I know it's just not a bunch of fluff coming out of a book. So we actually really appreciate that. Um, our mission in our practice is to help people live a life that they love, whatever that looks like for them. And so that's what we believe ties you to want to be healthier. And that depends, like it's different for everybody. For some of our patients, like for sports med, for his practice, he sees a lot of CrossFit athletes. So living a life that they love is being able to compete at the level that they want to. But for me in women's medicine, I mean, sometimes that's as simple as like, I come home at the end of the day and I get to get down on the floor and play with my kids and actually enjoy it, not sit there and go, okay, is it bedtime yet? Is it bedtime yet? Um, and so it just depends. And that's what's important, like tying it back to what you love to do and using that as your beacon to go towards. And that's like a big thing too, when they sit down with their patients and I mean, it's not like I've overheard this, but I'm talking to them. And when this whole communication thing came up was one of the things is, well, what life do you want to lead? Right. What's important to you in your life? Is it to work hard and to do this? Is it to travel? Is it to do this? Like, what's your freedom? What's your life? And let's revolve the, your treatment around that as well, too. Like they both love to travel. And so that's a big thing for them is, OK, well, then we also need to prepare our bodies for that because there's a lot of stress that happens when you travel frequently um, sitting in cars, whether you travel or planes or doing all these things. So let's, let's kind of prepare the body for that. If that's something you want to lead, if you're the mother that has no free time at all, unfortunately, because of circumstances, but you still want to have time and energy to be able to play with your children and just do simple things in life, then great. Let's also prepare your body for that too. And that's something I love. And that's why it's such an easy referral for them is because they're not just the doctor and we've all had those doctors. And this is why I generally don't like doctors. I don't want to go into a place First, and, wait, and the, the other thing that annoys me the hell out of doctors is don't make me come in at 10 o'clock for my 10 o'clock appointment and make me wait an hour to see you. My time is just as valuable, right? And so when you make an appointment with the docs, that's your time, right? So you're not sitting in this waiting room reading crappy old one-year-old magazines. When it's your time, it's your time to see you. And they realize that too with their patients that their time is just as important as, as others. That's awesome. So... Having the uh, stress aside of it, is there any other things that you love working with? Like I know one of my favorite things 
is the fact that you work with CrossFit. Now, I got um, this crazy idea of getting back to working out, and then I pulled my back and ended up at the chiropractor. Um, so is that something that you actually talk to people about educating them and how to get back into working out? And is it something that people can stay with you as well as refer them out to other trainers or other situations that actually work best for them? Is that partnerships that you have and do you create that leadership around that community? Yeah, so that's a great question. So the, one of the, uh, the other aspect of my practice is doing sports medicine. And what I find with, um, people and, the general population and sports medicine in general is that a lot of people think, oh, sports medicine is for professional athletes. And that's not the case. It's for anyone who wants to be active. They enjoy working out. They enjoy hiking. They enjoy traveling. They want to be able to go and you know, do all that stuff. Uh, it's, so it's more movement than sports medicine that I'm treating. Um, but, you know, when you're uh, like, like I said, I, I mainly focus with uh, CrossFit athletes um, in Are general. Are you CrossFit as well? Or? I do CrossFit, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and so I, I enjoy that, uh, and so it, it's a joy to to be able to help someone uh, who's injured come back and be able to do the stuff that they love, whether that means, again, going back to a competition, uh, going and being able to hike uh, a mountain in Hawaii, you know, that, that they did several years ago, they can't do anymore. Cool. Uh, you know, I, I love that aspect of it. Um, and you mentioned, like, going to a chiropractor, um, different things like that. You know, everyone has a role. Uh, all, you know, medical professionals have their specific role um, in healthcare and being able to get people back to doing what they love. And so, um, you know, I, I have I have my own role in being able to accomplish that with with uh, my patients. But then it's also me understanding that I can't do everything. And uh, so I, I commonly refer to a physical therapist once I finish my treatment. Some of my patients might have to go to a physical therapist to get them the rest of the way in order to, to get back to doing what they want at the level that they want. And so being able to understand that is really important in, in my perspective. Yeah. It's funny because um, now I'm, I'm going back smarter. You know, like I failed at that one. So I've actually been working out with Mitch, who we had here a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago, and he has a physical therapy background too. So mm -hmm. I'm very aware of, okay, I've hurt my back. That is definitely not something I want to do again. So much so that I ended up in the emergency room that time. So I have a vivid memory of that. And now that I have that awareness, like as soon as I feel something, I stop and readjust and like figure it out. And also having Dr. Chris McDaniel, who's also like amazing at his practice. Um, and I got adjusted by him and it's amazing the difference that it makes. Like it was just like in what, five minutes, I'm walking straighter. I'm, you know, actually like feeling so much better. I'm more, more alert, which I didn't even know that was even connected. But it was definitely being aware of your body um, and knowing what's going on in your body. So being tested and being completely up to date with what's happening. Um, is it something that you do constantly? Like, is it just back in, check in once a month, once a week, once? Like, how often do you see patients and how often do you get them tested, blood tests and stuff? Yeah, so the, there's two different answers for that. So uh, I'll let Dr. Alex speak for, like, women's health and, and just general medicine with hormones. Uh, with sports medicine, um, usually I might be seeing a patient maybe once a week, depending on how injured or severe their injury is. Uh, I always tell my patients that if I'm seeing you too much, it's because I'm, you know, we're, we're not getting the result we're looking for. So the better result, the less I should be seeing you. And so my, my goal main is, you know, once I, once I fix someone's injury, um, you know, see them maybe once a month if they're really active. Otherwise, you know, 
once a quarter. You know, they, they, it doesn't need much as long as they're doing everything uh, right, you know, and, and they're not going back and hurting themselves. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's the frequency I see my patients. I know Dr. Ox will have her own answer. Yeah, so for, for me, I think it just depends on what I'm treating. Um, so, for example, in my practice, one of the things that I do is I, uh, I do a hair loss treatment, which is very effective. Um, and so with them, Hurts I will Hurts like run. hell. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, you, I'm a big... You've been a guinea pig in it? it I am a big, giant baby. It not have hair. I'm a, I'm a big, <laughs> giant baby about that. Sorry to interrupt. Wait a second. Wait a second. So that's pretty interesting. So with men and women? Yeah, I do. Um, and so I actually use... It's called platelet-rich plasma. So it uses your own plasma in your blood to stimulate hair growth and also stop your hair from shedding. And one of the things we've done in our practice that's different is we've actually paired that with internal labs so that I can speak to somebody about their mineral status, their hormone status, all that stuff that affects hair loss, answer the why, and then also treat it. Um, And so with that patient, I'm going to be seeing them every eight weeks because that's what's indicated in terms of their care plan and their treatment, like doing the treatments. They're supposed to be spaced about six to eight weeks apart. Um, For their labs, I will probably run that at the beginning, and then we will follow up on the specific things that are a concern um, as needed. So, like, if it's iron and I'm putting a woman on iron, you don't want to have too much iron. Um, That's not something that you want. So you definitely want to make sure that you're maintaining it so that you have a good level, um, but you're also not over taking too much. Same thing with, like, vitamin D. Vitamin D is fat fat soluble. So if you take too much, it lives in your fat. It's not peed out like a B vitamin. And so you want to make sure that, that you're retesting stuff like that. And usually that's maybe like every three months. So what was the pain experiment? So as Dr. <laughs> Alexander kindly pointed out, it is painful to lose your hair. <laughs> I am one of those guys, unfortunately, that's losing it. But luckily I'm taller. Are we talking about the ego? Or oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, luckily I'm taller than most, so we most people don't confidence. see it. Right? Um, so yeah, I, I went into them. I'm like, all right, here's my issue. I'm turning 40 or I'm getting closer to it. Like I'm starting to lose my hair. I already see it in my family and my genes. Like, what sure. do I do? And they're like, oh, well, you know, we've got this treatment. It's actually, it's been pretty successful. Um, you know, they kind of explained the procedure. I'm like, okay, it doesn't seem so bad. What I had forgotten about is taking a shot to the skull is ridiculous for a wow. man. And, and we all know, like, for a man, just a man. <laughs> we're, we're big, we're big babies, right? When it comes to pain and stuff like that, the amount of stuff that women go through in their bodies, like guys are just big giant babies. Right. And this is also why I don't like doctors. I completely agree with that. Right? So the treatment is, is they pull your own blood and Dr. Alex will correct me if I'm like screwing up any legal or technical jargon here she's but essentially yeah. well she knows how big of a baby i am and she's been giving me crap about it because i haven't been in there again for this treatment in oh, like two years lost him. i did the first one i was like I, I went home and cried oh not really well maybe i did and so what they do is they take your blood they separate it out you're taking the platelets of it and then re-injecting that back into the scalp and that helps regenerate because now it's your body it's not going to reject it right so it's your own blood and it's, your body's not going to reject it. But then the platelets are so powerful that it will help. It's like, it's like throwing, I don't know, 10-time fertilizer into your own body, right? Because your body will just like, oh, this is awesome. This is good. Let's just take all the good stuff out of it and help generate it. What I didn't know, though, was, I don't know, I took like 14 shots to the skull. And Dr. <laughs> Dr. actually, like her bedside manners, like Matt's bedside manners are actually way better. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> Dr. Alex is actually very nice. She's I sweet. Think. She's kind. But her manners aren't the same, right? So she oh. just like throws me a pillow and she's like, you're going to need that. <gasps> <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean I'm going to need this? And then it's like, okay, ready? Bunk. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so 14 of them. Yeah. 
Wow. I haven't been back since. But now that I've lost a little bit more hair, I'm probably going to have to start So wait, again. did you see a result after that? And how often is that supposed to happen? No, because I quit right immediately. Oh, like, okay. So, like, yeah, we'll have to do it live next time. Have you mm-hmm. accidentally plucked a nose hair? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, they hurt, right? Yeah, it makes your eyes tear. Yeah, amplify that by 20. Wow. <laughs> right? And so... Ever since then, Dr. Alex, like, we'll get together at parties or we'll be together at, like, a barbecue or something. She's like, so, you a big baby when you come back? Oh, no. <laughs> okay, so, Dr. Alex, how often should someone going, like, like, how often should someone go for that? So, for that, I start with a series of three. Um, it's just what I've seen be most effective. And if somebody is going to invest their time and energy into that, I want it to be effective for them. So, that's what I do. Um, and it's three every six to eight weeks spaced apart. Um, and then normally I would say my patients come back for maintenance somewhere between six and 12 months, depending on kind of what's going on and depending on whether or not you're able down? to fix the internal. Um, it, it should, but it really depends on whether or not you're supposed to, you fix so the, the internal, internal aspect of it, whether they're doing the rest of it, right? Whether you're so stopping the hair from working on the Y as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, I've had patients that definitely are a little bit fearful of it. Um, <laughs> more sensitive, than but I've definitely, I mean, I have patients that are very happy with their results and they think it's well worth it. I have patients that fly in from other places just to get it done um, because it's worth it. And to them, like if our whole thing is being able to love your life, being confident is part of that. And, and hair loss is definitely one of those things that affects people's confidence. Um, And so, yeah. Yeah. I actually know someone who's done more treatments than me and very happy with it. I'm just a big giant baby. Do you think you'll go back? Yeah. Oh, see. Because it is getting more painful to not have the hair. Like yeah. I, today, I'm wearing a hat because I'm getting more and more self conscious about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to a different hairstylist recently and started switching up and seeing a different hairstylist because I'm like, okay, I need a new hairstyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a lot of men that just sport the ball head. Is that not somewhere you're going to go? No, I think I can do it. Like, I don't have any weird dents in my head. I've shaved my head several <laughs> times before. Like, you I don't have any, it like, out. yeah, I don't have, it's not weird shaped up there. Like, from everyone that ever, what I've seen and what people tell me is like, I have a decent looking head. You, yeah. sh- you passed the shaved head test. Yeah, that's great. Well, so the one thing about that, though, is I forgot, like I used to always shave it during the summertime, partly because it was like cooler in the motorcycle helmet or just, you know, for other sports or something. So I just kind of did it for that reason. Um, but I did it one time. And this is when I was managing an ice rink and we were working outside, actually, for whatever odd reason. I got sunburn on my head. Well, I couldn't sleep for a week. Oh. Like, where do you rest your head on the pillow when you have a giant sunburn oh. in the head? So inside the jacket, I just kind of learned, yeah, <laughs> pretty much like you pretty much become a bubble boy yeah. um, or you wear like, it's like the giant inflatable donut that they give to dogs. Right. So oh, they don't, yeah, yeah. that's kind of what you're, cause you, you don't want your head, that. you can't have your head rest on anything and you can only sleep on your face for so wow, long. Yeah. So that's funny. But yeah, I'll definitely go back to it, especially because they are nice doctors, right? Like, and all kidding aside, like she does tease me a little bit, but it's in the most loving kind way. Like it's. Mm-hmm. That's why also they're great doctors. And like what Matt had said too is like, how many times have you ever heard a doctor actually say that? Like, I don't want to see you again. Let's just fix it and then you move on, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what I like is I had issues. I had issues with my back. You know, I work out with Drew and kind of same thing. Now that I've learned to recognize certain things when my back starts to heal, okay, now I go back to Matt. Like, is this something else? And and he's treated me when my back was pretty bad too. He's like, okay. And it wasn't just like, oh, we're just going to put a shot in your spine and make you feel better. It's like, no, let's actually figure out what's going on there first, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and yeah, and that, at that point, it was a weight thing. He's like, yeah, probably wouldn't hurt to lose a couple pounds or, or tighten up this or let's work in conjunction with your trainer and actually kind of set this as a plan. And so that's what I like, too, is it's 
it's livable. It's not a completely restrictive plan and all of a sudden saying, you just can't do this anymore, right? It's, let's just slowly adapt to your lifestyle, to your preferences and things like that. So what's the best way to reach you if someone's up for the loving shots? So the best way to reach us, reach us in terms of just anything is to do a free 15-minute consult. Um, is that, that over the phone or in person? It can, be, it can be over the phone. It can be in person. Lots of people come in because they want to see what our office is like. Right? They want to meet our staff, and they want to see what we're like, and they want to make sure that we're a good fit. Because I'm not a good fit for every single person. Um, and so that is definitely the, the best way. You can also then get a little bit of confidence in the fact that we can help you with whatever you have going on. So the best way to do that is to call our office, and our phone number is 480-360-0115. And where are you located? Scottsdale? Yeah, we're located at Cheyenne Scottsdale Road area. Behind the Krispy Kreme. We talked about this earlier. <laughs> So that's great. Do you stop by Krispy Kreme a lot? No, I don't think that's exactly allowed. <laughs> so wait, okay, so I have a question. Like, is there ever a chance that you actually do Krispy Kreme? Like, I've heard of, like, the cheat day. Are you, like, a component? Like, do you agree with that? Do you not agree with that? Especially with CrossFit. I mean, you're working out so much. Is there ever a day that you just, like, okay, Krispy Kreme is okay today? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's definitely... Uh, I don't definitely believe in, or I definitely don't believe in being restrictive on everything. So yeah, I mean, it, it's okay to have a sweet every now and then, or you know, I I like pizza and beer on the weekends just as much as the next person. So yeah, that's oh. as long as you're doing everything right, eighty percent of the time, enjoy the other twenty percent, and then and then that's what it's for. See, this is what's cool because we were at a we were at a barbecue. I know that works for you. Yeah, <laughs> well, we were at a party together for a friend's um, like wedding reception, and so we're out there and there's barbecued meat and there's all this other stuff on there. And I'm like, I have to have dessert. Like, I'd rather start with dessert, have a meal, and then have dessert again. Like, I just, I want to eat sweets Sugar. all the time. But I see Dr. Matt going to reach for the giant cinnamon roll. I'm like, all right, free game. I can get mine. <laughs> like, if doctor's doing it, I can do it. That's awesome. <laughs> no, that's great. And it's, it's fun to have that example where, you know, you look like you fit. You know, you, you keep fit. You actually are, are doing everything that's right. You're in the medical field. You know what's happening. So it's always nice to know that we can have those luxuries in life because they're meant there for a reason. I know... We all enjoy a glass of wine here and there, and it's definitely something I don't want to have guilt over because then I'm going to be seeing Dr. Alex about my stress. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely something about having a balanced life and really having that ability to just enjoy everything that's available. So I love that. Hey, hey Ron. Hey, so, Ron. <laughs> so I posted that link on the, on the video, and I tagged him. We were talking about that earlier. His, um, and so everyone can see that on the Facebook page. There's that video of hey, hey, Ron. Um But Aaron, in yours too, like... Now that we've talked about, like, it's okay to cheat in little places here and there again, but again, that nasty B word that most people hate is the budget, right? Like, I thought you were going to say bankruptcy. No. <laughs> well, I don't think That's it, yeah. probably the real one he hates. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <clears throat> budgets, it's, you know, it's life. I, the, the thing is, is, you know, you do want to live life. You want to have balance. Priorities will always come up. So, you know, splurging is one thing, but having that always be there is another thing. Well, and you're not a, you know, you don't hold back. You have some skiing trips that, you know, if you look at your backpack, that's pretty, uh, pretty sweet on that. Like yeah, you've had some good trips. Exactly. I mean, so I'm, you live life. I mean, there's not something that, I mean, I love a budget, but I also love a budget that actually, you know, has travel involved or my fun or something that's actually giving me back something from the money that I've earned. For sure. I mean, if you just stick to a budget, if you just stick to this monotonous same plan, I mean, what are you living your life i mean you're not having that so part of how budget is yeah i mean go on a vacation you come back empowered you're ready to work harder um you know you spend a little bit of money but <clears throat> the rewards are so much bigger than mm -hmm. that dollar 
Um, buying a house, uh, you know, it's not going to be about $5. Uh, that's not going to be the make or break. But looking at the overall budget and cutting out some excessive costs might be something that has to be part of the plan or might not be. Again, that, that compass is the biggest part. Talking to a loan officer, if you're serious about wanting to own a home at some point, talking to somebody and figuring out where you're at right now so that you can take that path. I mean, it's the same thing in the medical field. You want that end goal, you got to start somewhere. And listening to the gossip is not really a start. It's just gossip. So. Well, so I shared it on the Facebook page, and then we've got it on the show again, but just to repeat then. So azloanhelp.com, that's the website, right, for everyone? Yep. Um, we did post your cell phone on there, but your office number is also 480-442-9442. Right. And I'm with you on that. Like repeating your own phone numbers like, oh, wait, what is it again? Yeah. Because we live on like such a speed dial thing right now. Or have you ever forgotten your phone? phone? And I, you're like, I have no one I know to call. Actually, you know what? I actually like when I forget my phone. And I, Red would argue because she's saying like I'm always glued to my phone. I actually like the other day it, it, the battery died and I didn't have the charger at her house. And I was fine with it because I was like, I get to disconnect. I get to do some other things. So I actually don't mind it. And that's why I love backpacking. Like I like getting out in the wilderness, being away from everybody, having a crystal clear view of the stars in the sky and no phone ringing. Like yeah. I do love that. We act when we did that program, we actually were tested to actually stop the phone, like just put it down for 25 minutes and not look at it, which was actually really fun because you actually got to be in the moment of what you were doing. Do you remember that exercise? Absolutely. How long did you keep it for? <laughs> You know, I'm actually pretty good about um, checking my phone. I mean, being present in a conversation or at a meal. Um, you know, I've had enough experiences where my wife has scolded me enough where I'm now conditioned. There you um, go, the you discipline. Know, yeah. Do I, you want to be on your phone or do you want to be here? You want um, me to leave? Yeah. So, <laughs> well, your wife is Russian, so it's like Russian. you better jump yeah, in there. Yeah, and you're... She don't mess around. Yeah. So, it's so that's serious. actually a fun thing. <laughs> It's, it's serious. Have, I haven't. I've tried He's it with smiling, someone. Though. <laughs> I've tried this with some of my other friends, but we haven't done it with the doctors. And maybe we'll do that next time we're out. Is you play like you've heard of the game credit card roulette, right? So you oh, you yes. grow out with a group of people. Yes. Everyone throws in a credit card. The server picks a credit card, and that's I who love pays this the idea. bill. So you actually do the same thing with your cell phone. So put everyone's cell phone at the center of the table, but face up is the key, right? Because what happens is, is when they see the notification and they see their screen light up, instinctively they want to go grab their phone and see what it is. First one to grab their phone, though, pays the bill. Oh, wow. So it's a good way to have a group of people at a dinner table. No one call me. Right. <laughs> well, and so we would do that. And so um, I don't, it's not quite, I don't think it's cheating. I think it's enhanced delivery is maybe what it is. And so like, planning ahead. I'd slip 20 bucks at the server. I'm like, here's this phone number. Have the, ho oh. have the hostess call the phone number like repeatedly. Because oh, then same thing. They're thinking, oh, my God, my phone is blowing up. up. There's something's up. Yeah. Right? And then it's the restaurant going, oh, oh your table's wicked. ready. You, know, like, <laughs> <laughs> you reach for the phone first, you're paying. Um, so that's actually a pretty fun thing. And now okay. you eat free once a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you can do it with credit cards. You can do it with the phone thing. Because that's, and same thing, like Red and I, like when we go out, we're on our phones too. But for the most part, we're really good about just putting it away, leaving it in the pocket, putting it in the purse, doing whatever, and just enjoying a night out together or lunch or something just by ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. But it is kind of sad when you go into like some places and that's all you see is the couple back and forth at the dinner table. It's like, why even go out? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or what's worse is, <laughs> so I saw this article once about um, 
the average wait time in restaurants, like to turn over a table, like in the food industry, that's a huge thing is how many tables can you turn in a night, right? Because then you can get another table in there, another tip, another server, you know, another thing. And so the, the table time for restaurants has gone up exponentially because what happens every time food comes up? Everyone wants to take a thousand pictures of it. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> so they're sitting there, like even on my phone, there is an actual food like setting for the camera, right? It's supposed to enhance the lighting a little bit different to take pictures of food and enhance the clarity a little bit. And that's what's enhancing like all these wait times at restaurants is like people normally would flip a table every hour. Well, now it's every hour and a half. So that's one less, you know, round of tables in a restaurant that they can fill because people are just sitting there taking pictures of their food. It's the best looking pork chop I've ever seen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially when you start with when you have a dessert, then you have two desserts. So if you have a dessert for appetizer, do it again, then again. So and you have some great pictures on Instagram. I have to admit, you guys have some fun with food. Well, we're both really we both love food. Well, and that's why I love the doctors here too, is because. We well, we joked about that on the show too. Like, where do we find the doctor's office? And like, you know, they're trying to explain to you, um, you know, it's it's on Shea, it's Scottsdale, it's south of this, and you're still not getting it, even though you like live in the neighborhood. And then as soon as I say, well, we're by the dairy, the Krispy Kreme, you're like, oh yeah, I know exactly yeah. where you're at, right? When they said, I'm like, I know. So I know. that's how uh, Red and I are when we go out. It's just like, okay, where are we going to try now? Where are we going to go eat? Let's go do this. And All right, I have one more question for the doctors. Um, so ethos, how did that name come up, and what is that? mean for both of you so naming a business is literally the hardest thing we've ever done um (laughs) and so for us we were we were looking at just kind of bringing our values to people um and so the values that we ended up with were being approachable having good communication and being knowledgeable for our patients and if you come in our office that's something that we value um and so we ended up at ethos because it's this idea of having character and bringing character to the things that you do. And so for us, it's about bringing character to our interaction with our patients where um, they feel cared for and we feel like we give them good care. It's a really cool story. And it's, um, there's a lot more to it involved and the, the graphics that they went through and the branding process. And we've talked a little um, bit about that on the show, but that branding process is pretty intense. Definitely. So kind of a fun thing. We should actually, we could actually bring, well, Ronnie, we had him on the show once, talked about that and talked yes. about branding and stuff yes. like that. So Ronnie and his company is actually the ones who did all the work for this. And it's, it was really cool to see the logic and see them actually going through because knowing the pain, like, I don't have to go through that. But it was fun to actually see the process evolve and have them go through it. No, and it's a great name. I like saying it. It's actually a, a really catchy way to saying it. And, and it's enjoyable. So um, we're actually going to wrap up. And before we do that, I am curious to know where is Aaron headed next? What's the next trip? Where are we skiing next? Um, Not we. I don't want to get the Russian wife mad. No, no, no. Where no. are you skiing next? <laughs> the very first time will be snowball. They just started uh, oh, throwing yeah. snow. Uh, I think just last already? night. No, oh, well, they've got okay. machines now. So that's right. You know, two hours away. You're in the snow. You can have that's fun, right. be in the moment, and yeah. uh, then come back to reality and and uh, work hard and and produce. Come well, and, and that's why I think I love also knowing you. It's this fun way of having life. You know, you are just. You, you work when you work, and you just have a blast when you're off, and it's really fun to watch. That's balance. Yeah. So I appreciate all of you today. Thank you so much for being on the show. Have fun with your shots, yeah. and um, <laughs> we'll see you guys next week. Bye.